<laughs> yep. Yes, sir. We back. We back. Back. What, what episode is this again? Remember? 62. 62. Let's get it. Let's Yo. get it. You ready? Yep. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy, D. Stark, Stark's artist. And you are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk about everything faith, life, and culture. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. And if you've been rocking with us for a while, welcome back. We're so glad to have you. I hope everybody's having a good week. Yeah. A great week, in fact, actually. Let me let me add that. We um, But what I wanted to mention is we actually uh, we got off live. Um, We had we went we went live yesterday. Yeah. Right? We told y'all last week that we're going live every Wednesday for the rest of the year. We finally picked the time. It's going to be 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. We decided that last uh, last night. I know we were saying 8 or 9. 8 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday for the rest of the year. Last night was a lot of fun. So I yeah. appreciate everybody tuning in, tapping in with us. Uh, we're able to have some of y'all on. Just ask a few questions, which was dope. Was I think cool. somebody asked us, um, what they asked us? The first, uh, Naya, first person that came on. Oh, some uh, some stories, like childhood stories of us. That, oh, yeah. Uh, she, I think she wanted us to answer or she asked us, yo, what is our favorite childhood memories yeah. or stories like between the both of us like our siblings or whatever and we went that was fun because that like brought up a lot of old memories and stuff that i i almost have that's forgot what i'm about. saying yeah and she said yo i should make an ep, make out, an of EP that. out of that like an entire it. like episode i was like yo that's actually a good idea it's a great idea that may be something we do like before the year, end of the year yeah, just like sto- like a story time story thing. Time. who'd you said did that oh uh, with the with the Perry's. Oh, uh, Jackie and Preston. Yep. Yeah, that would actually be fire. Mm-hmm. I feel like theirs was probably funny too. I didn't get to see it. Did you watch? It's very it? funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's most of Jack. It's, it's most of Preston his stories. For real? Yeah. <laughs> he grew up in Chicago, so he got some crazy stories. <laughs> no, for a fact, I imagine. But no, yeah. But let's go ahead and tap in straight into let's it. Go for this episode. So we um, originally coming into this episode, I think we were going to probably touch on something along the lines of like toxic masculinity. Yeah. And uh. The difference between that and biblical masculinity and kind of comparing the two and what healthy manhood looks like. Right. Um, just like in life and the culture from a biblical standard and point of view. But we're going through it and I'm thinking about it. And one day, I don't know if it was like a few days ago or really last week, I'm going through our Instagram DMs and the message that we get. And we get so many nowadays and we're doing a lot more. So we don't get to like answer them as frequently mm-hmm. as we used to. But I'm glad I did. Um, I came across this one and someone had basically kind of like sent in a, a suggestion for episode and then I'm just going to read the message. But it said, hi, hope you guys are doing great. I stumbled upon a video on TikTok that was addressing how some Christians romanticize going through a wild, a wild phase so that they can have a testimony or feel like they have been saved from the world, especially people who grew up in the church. If you have spoken on this, then I'll probably catch up on the episode since I'm a little behind. But if not, it would really... It would be really nice to hear from your views. And that was like so timely because me and Jordan just had a conversation with our mom yeah. not too long ago about that, about how sometimes some people don't feel like their testimony is as valued or validated mm-hmm. or real uh, when they're looking at it in comparison to someone who may have gone through something more traumatic or right. like dire. And whenever she sent that, she actually had attached a TikTok video to it referencing uh, that she referenced and i wanted to play that too because it was super super profound and so dope so i'm gonna play like the first minute i'm one of them kids that grew up in church my whole life my dad was an elder in the church my mom was highly respected in the church i don't have a day where i can point to and say this was the day i dedicated my life to christ i've just known him my whole life that's not to say i was living for him my whole life but i've known him my whole life I knew the word, I knew the scripture, I knew all the worship songs. I Jesus has always been a part of my life. 
And that's one thing that's always kind of held me back from walking in what God has called me to is I wanted to create a testimony, a story that would captivate people. Like I wanted the thing, the wow factor. You ever been in church and it's Testimony Sunday and somebody is telling you about how they used to be criminal, doing some real nasty stuff and like radically God changed them? A part of me was always jealous that like I don't have that story to share. I've always felt called to use my voice to in turn point glory back to God, but I didn't know how because the only real examples that I ever seen of it. Sorry, there was a fly. I didn't like that. But the only examples that I had really seen of it where people were really wowed by the Holy Spirit was when those testimonies came. And over the last... Yeah, so he goes on and explains a lot more in that video. Yeah. But... I thought that was like extremely profound and that's what the basically the topic of this video is going to be or at least this, this episode is going to be mm. is really um what it, like you know romanticizing maybe even the gospel our testimonies and how we do that in the church and i think the the question really becomes is like how do i use my voice to point glory back to god mm. like my voice my testimony my story what i have been or rather have not gone through yeah is still use that to like point that back to him in his name mm-hmm. for the most part and in that in that video that i just played he eventually goes on to say that he's watching tim ross and he has said something in what he was listening to and it said that there's only two types of testimonies ones where god brought you through something mm. and the others where he keeps you from something and in his case which is something that i definitely relate to is the fact that god didn't have to save him from anything radical because he kept him from that mm, right and i think that's something like I mentioned earlier that we definitely have to keep in mind that he's going to use every voice, every story, every timeline, no matter what that mm-hmm. looks like to bring glory back to him. And I know growing up, um, I had a, I had a very, very similar like parallel to yeah. what he was explaining. And that's why I want to talk about it today because it was like, you know, I was very much fortunate and blessed and grateful to have like a two parent household exactly. of two individuals that really loved each other, right? Just weren't co-parenting, but had love for one another that obviously translated to how they loved us extremely well. And I didn't necessarily have any extreme traumatic mm-hmm. or crazy, like dramatic event that happened in my life that kind of like th- threw me really off course, all kilter. Right. Now, of course, like, you know, going through middle school, high school, I had the things that I struggled with when it comes to like insecurity, lust, like identity issues or whatever that looks like but it wasn't any like anything very severe that i may have felt you know i I saw my other peers going through Mm. and so that didn't make me as confident in my testimony because like i had like knew god Mm. right and hadn't you know when i did really start my relationship with for the first time it was like i hadn't necessarily been through anything crazy yeah so that made me devalue what God had done in my life because I'm looking at it in comparison to like all these other things that he brought other people out. Right, right. So I wasn't like as confident that I didn't feel as like it was as valid mm-hmm. or as praised because, you know, usually like, you know, those other stories as they should be, were like more highlighted yeah. put on a spotlight and a pedestal rather than someone who may have been in church their entire life and just had like, you know, been kept from all that things, lived pure or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was super important because I know I had that experience. You can talk on yours, too. Yeah, but. no, I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I feel like I honestly haven't really heard this topic talked about. And I love that TikTok video, too. But um, I have a very similar experience. Like, I agree with everything you said. And I remember we were talking with our mom, like you said, and um, the specific question she asked me, she was like, do you, like, regret, like, the childhood you had? Or, like, do, would you have changed anything? And then I told her, like, 
not not now but like when i was younger like i i kind of wish i had like some sort of traumatic experience or something happened in my life because that's all i was hearing like with these testimonies and everything and i for the longest time i felt like i didn't have a testimony because even mm, even that's the i one. legit that's i didn't even think one. i had one which was crazy it, and it was really more in the way it was described to me it was described like your testimony is your story about what god brought you through but like you mentioned about what tim ross said it's not just what he brought you through but what he protect what, what he kept you from and what he kept from you um and that's something I didn't realize at the time. You know what I mean? Because like you said, that's all you're seeing in the pulpits and when people are giving their testimonies. And even for me, deeper than that, it was kind of like a relatability thing. Because I don't know if you've ever heard this, but sometimes when I was trying to minister to people or get to know them better and try to give them advice on something, I would get like a, like, you don't understand. And sometimes it wasn't blatantly said, but it was like, they were like, oh, you don't you don't get it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't go through what I went through. And low key, stuff like that kind of hurt because as someone who's genuinely trying to help you out, you know what I mean? And like, I just want to be there for you and help you and you hit me with like oh you don't get it that like that even led me to the thoughts of like dang i wish i had a situation like this so i could relate to people so that i can incredible right because yeah so that's just that's just uh me personally on on a deeper level it was more of just like i wanted to relate to people and kind of you know what i'm saying in that sense and get that open door into their lives that makes a lot of sense and that and that's the part that i couldn't even i had missed and didn't have language for but Mm. it's like i didn't even feel like i actually had a testimony Mm. because i think sometimes growing up in the church specifically you know you have those testimony services or points where you know people are giving their story or sharing how they came to god it almost felt as if like it had to look a certain way mm-hmm. like my encounter or how my encounter with God or how I took the first steps to actually knowing him right. or saying yes to that relationship and being complete obedience uh, to him had to come from had to come on the back of something that was just completely like far left mm. and like we keep saying just may, maybe traumatic or very like dramatic circumstances yeah. or whatever and so yeah, I never even felt like I I had one, but like I said, God God obviously will use anything and everything, and I think some some people are probably in that same position too in terms of like there's there's not even one there, right? And I think uh, it comes from this mindset. I think we we've started to look at God more like a deliverer and less like a protector, or it's, or it's like we value him more as a deliverer. It seems so, and I think in a way we've subconsciously like we've subconsciously thought that because when you're trying to evangelize to people and spread the gospel people like proof and i feel like you you can't see what god's kept you from does that make sense so you you can't see what he's kept you from but you mm. can see what he's brought you through so when you're evangelizing the people it makes more sense to show god as a deliverer in most cases because people like to see stuff that's like proven because it's like okay you went from that to that i can see that like i like that's that's tangible i can see that you can't see what god's kept you from you know what I mean? I, I can't. That's not tangible. I can't put my eyes on that. And I know even as believers, we understand that a big part of what we do is faith based. But maybe there's a part of us that's like we're still stuck on like what we're seeing. And that's a reason why we value God more as a deliverer and less like a protector. We don't see the things he's protecting us from. So it's kind of like it goes unnoticed. Right. And it, it, it doesn't go talked about, you know. Yeah. And even with like you said, that, that I guess that comparison or contrast with him being a protector but also a deliverer and that's like putting more weight or value on the deliverer piece yeah i think it's even if you haven't gone through something that the guy had to like just like completely like drag you out of specifically Mm -hmm. there's still like your testimony and what he protected you from is still hope for something for someone else right in terms of like 
oh, wow, like you see an individual who maybe grew up like in a two-parent household mm-hmm. that had love, that had mm-hmm. care around them, that was raised in the right way, right? And that made me not necessarily drawing you to necessarily envy or what you felt like was missing, but like hope for what you can have as well, mm, right? And that, I, I, like and that, and that being the standard, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that that's why like it's important. Okay, God kept you from things, and your testimony is like the standard for where God wants hopes everyone could be at. Yeah, you know, and so it's not like oh you're, and it's not like you being that position of maybe not have gone through anything crazy. And you saying like oh I'm so much better, or putting right. yourself on a pedestal, right. but like your testimony is still in some ways hope for so many people, whether you realize it or not. And. Yeah, and I think that needs to become the standard. I like that you said that. I love that. It ne- it needs to become the standard because I think what has happened is like it's it's the 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 radical story has become the normal, right? And so and, that, and not to cut you off, but I I guess we mentioned this before, but the idea of like it being romanticized and idealized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like we almost feel as if yo you have to go through something, right? In order for you to find God, or you're not even a valid like right. Like you have to be at your lowest points. Like right. not everyone found God in their lowest. That's right. Like, not everyone me. found God at the valley. Right. In the valley. Yeah. Right. And I think sometimes we've. I know I had that misconception too because I, I would even in my evangelism when I would talk to people or whatever. Like I never knew how to talk to individuals who weren't depressed. Mm or weren't going through something severe right weren't going through a heartbreak because i felt like that was the only that point of all. contact where god could right. actually be known or found and mm-hmm. that's just not the case it's not right but sometimes you know growing up in the church and hearing all these different things from different people you feel as if that is how it should be mm-hmm. and that's not like the particular standard like you're putting god in the box like oh he can only be found there yeah i'm gonna be <laughs> i'm thinking of a specific like instance in my own life mm-hmm. i'm gonna be completely transparent i remember one time so i don't drink right but i drunk one time right or a couple times and the main reason i did it is because this conversation right here like i felt like when it came to stuff like that it was such a prevalent it's such a prevalent thing in our in our um like in our generation, right? Drinking and like all of that. And I felt like literally a part of me was like, dang, I just can't relate to people. And I feel like I can't, how can I help? How can I talk to them? It's crazy how like something so dysfunctional, you like will get rationalized in your mind, right? Based off the stuff that you're seeing. So I literally rationalized the idea. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go drink. I'm, I'm just to see so I can relate to people. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, that wasn't the way to go. I'm telling you right now, just, I'm just, you learn from my mistakes. That wasn't the way to go, but you dropped the drink. I was, and I shouldn't have done it, but I'm just saying that was one example of like what I did to try to create like a testimony or create Mm. like that point of relatability. And I'm glad I think, Cause that can go so south. Like I'm glad I, it didn't go wrong. But like who knows? I could have turned into an alcoholic or something. Cause that is a, a reality that could happen. But God protect me from that. But I think that's something me personally. Have you ever done something something crazy? Uh, and in, in terms of just to try to create try to, like, yeah, it's like try to go out and like force it or like do something that you n- knew you shouldn't have been in. Uh, I mean, I, I I can't think of anything specific right now, you, but I can definitely, so? I definitely, I definitely have for sure. Okay, wait. right, which is it's so counterintuitive. It is right? so, but that's what I'm saying. You're trying think, to be a testament to help people get out of their <laughs> sin by getting in. By sin. getting in it, it's in, it's crazy. It makes think. no sense. I think it's a trick of the enemy. Like you're just trying to like finesse finesse us into doing stuff and you just know what devalue I mean? like what God has actually done for you. Exactly. At the end of the day, in his in his actual power. And I heard this once, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on a podcast, but this actually helped me out a lot. Is the fact that Jesus was never sick. He was never possessed. He mm. was never um, in any point of, like, 
you know, it, you look at the people that he had healed and or delivered. He never necessarily possessed those same things. Like I said, Ooh. he wasn't ever possessed with anything. That's a he was never in need of like tragic healing. Right. But yet he had power over it all. Mm. Right. And so the the point there is the fact that, yo, even if you haven't necessarily experienced or gone through that specifically, doesn't limit the power and or the influence you have to speak to somebody in that situation to help them get out of it. Mm. Now, I don't know where I remember hearing that from, but that definitely changed my entire perspective on it because like yo he was never sick he right. never was possessed he never had leprosy but Ever. he still had power over it all mm -hmm. and so with that with that being said you don't have to necessarily have gone through that specific moment or mm -hmm. that specific experience or that um t time of life or period of life for you to still have the power to speak to somebody in that situation and bring them out of it because right. god's gonna guide you his spirit's gonna guide you for you to be like be able to say and or speak or give wisdom mm -hmm. to somebody else's situation. That's, That's how I feel about even like our platform, like even being so young, it's yeah. like, you know, we're like inspiring, encouraging people that are like, you know, twice our age yeah. or extremely older that like, you know, have kids that have, you know, mm -hmm. careers and jobs that we have not necessarily gone through mm -hmm. yet. God, like through his spirit right now, as we're obeying him is using us as vessels to yeah. like speak to that. Mm -hmm. Right. So you, they're, they're, it's just a lie and things we try to rationalize. Like you said, exactly. like, you, know, you can still, God will still, give you the influence right yeah. the power and the words to say and the wisdom in order to speak to different people in different situations that you haven't gone through that's a bar where'd you say you heard that from you don't i don't know that's a bar though i like that there's a lot of hope in that i never heard that oh, you're actually speaking to me but you haven't <laughs> no i haven't oh, okay i mean i kind of wrote some along the lines of that but not not that you said it very eloquently you know what i'm saying i got you that's a big word but anyways uh so <laughs> something else i feel like i've noticed which plays a big part into this is i feel like so well, in general, I feel like I see a lot of people like parading their like trauma around or like wearing it like a badge of honor in a way. I've seen like several like TikTok trends kind of like centered around something like that. And like people are making it seem as if it's something that's um something that's fun. You know what I'm saying? And something that's enjoyable and something that's cool. And I feel like even when you feel like you're the minority or you feel like most people have that extreme story or they have that trauma you feel like you're doing something wrong. Does that make sense? I think there's, as people, we're geared towards numbers. So if I'm in the minority and there's a big group, group of people over there making it seem like they're having a fun, dandy time, I'm going to feel like I'm doing something wrong. When in all reality, like, I'm not, you know? So I think that's a part of it as well. People wearing it, wearing it, you know what I mean? Like, it's something to be proud of. Or And I'm not trying to, you know, downplay their situations. I know people go, you know, try to cope with things differently. But I just think that that plays into it, too. You can't fall into that trick of feeling like because... I'm not in that group that I'm doing it wrong or that I have to follow where the numbers are type of thing. Cause I think that's even a trick of the enemy trying to like normalize like dysfunction and making it seem like that's the normal. So that's something else I've noticed and uh, that you got to stay away from. No. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. No, nah, but do you, uh, what was I about to ask you? Do you feel like you romanticize stuff? I think I asked you this right before the podcast. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't really think of anything. I felt like I romanticized, like over overly romanticized. You know what I mean? I feel like there's some things that you naturally romanticize, like you know the idea of like you know a family and stuff like that. But what do you mean family? Like a wife, kids, settling down. The white picket fence, yeah. is crazy. <laughs> getting a nice white little crib is crazy. Like I feel like that's just a romantic thing, though. That's like naturally something you romanticize. I think there's some things that you that can be overly romanticized, though. But what do you mean? So, hey, so my next question was: Is it a bad? Is it a bad thing? To so, so we're talking about like I guess obviously romanticizing 
you know, particular like testimonies, yeah. but rather like just romanticize the idea of like you having to come to God mm. from a place mm-hmm. from from a dark place, which obviously doesn't right. have to be right, the case, right, right, right. right? So, what do you think it can be a bad thing sometimes? Over over romanticizing things. I think over romanticizing things is always a bad thing. Okay. Because I, I think what can happen is it, it like, it like construes the reality of things when you over-romanticize something. You know what I mean? And it, and it blinds you from what it actually is. So, I mean, for example, some you had brought up is just like how um, with our generation, some that's romanticized is like the idea of like being a thug or like living a, a street life. And you know what I mean? Being about that life, that's something that's romanticized um, when it shouldn't be, right? I think... Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just an example. Stuff like that. I think if something gets romanticized, especially something that's inherently shouldn't be, I think it's always bad. Why why do you think people do it? Hmm. Hmm. I think that that goes back into my point about, like, people that paraded their trauma around. Stuff like that. It's, It's all about how you present it. I think if someone is presenting something a certain way. And and I'm seeing a lot of people present it the same way, like it's fun, like it's enjoyable. And I've never had that experience. I mean, what else am I supposed to assume about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I can use my context. Who's like, oh, maybe it's not fun, but like, dang, everybody else is saying it is. Like, so it's 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 in the way that people are presenting it, right? I think that that's a big part. That's of it. fair. That's fair. Yeah. And, that, and that makes sense. I think like even with what you mentioned with like I guess like street culture, yeah, right, or this idea, particularly like with like males or men that yo like you know having some body like having some bodies by by your name. Mm-hmm. Right, going on going on that ride, yeah. You feel what I'm saying like literally being in the streets or whatever is somewhat romanticized in the yeah. sense of like that sounds backwards, like but in the sense that it's idealized rather, mm-hmm. right? Um, or even with when you talk about hustle culture, when we talked uh, not oh, too long yeah. ago about burnout mm-hmm. and literally working yourself tirelessly, like in all hours of the night, mm-hmm. not getting sleep, yeah. you know, quote unquote, like sacrificing, you know what I have to do here at the cost of like my mental health, yeah. my time with family and yeah. friends or whatever, that's romanticized as well. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, bro. Like I put in like, you know, <laughs> 70 hours last week. Like fam, that's like, bro, go, that's not normal. Go to sleep, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm in the streets, I'm about to get my ops, right? You know what I mean? Like right. you being paranoid and having to be anxious 24-7, you know I'm saying? Like, not knowing if you're going to make it back home. Right. That's not cool, it's fam. Not. It's not, bro. It's not cool. But like yeah. you said, I think, there it, it definitely matters mm. how you how you present something mm-hmm. right the presentation of it's going to like to set that standard or at least a cultural standard for like how it should be like received or accepted and yeah. what it actually is or what people will think it actually is mm-hmm. i guess uh what, what do you think a, a way around that would be like in terms of like presenting it like how do you get around that because i mean what what you say presenting what if uh let's just keep going with like the street culture example like okay if people are uh, presenting that in in the way that they're presenting it, like how do you get around that? Like if because I don't know the way I look at it, it's like if that's all I'm seeing, and I've never been there, like how do I like how do you tell what's real from what's not? If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Mm, that's a good question. How do you tell from what's real from what's not? I think it is partially. I mean, it's it's getting eyes on like the the right narrative. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense, I think the people who necessarily romanticize or idealize these things aren't the people who are actually in them. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Think, so like, you know right. what I mean? Like, if you if you find someone who is like actually a part of that right. life, we're talking about going again about like gang culture, mm. individuals in the streets. Like, you come across a lot of individuals 
who don't want to be in that. Right. And they'll tell they you would that. have rather that them have another path mm. out. Right. Yeah. As an individual, me knowing, talking to people like that, you feel what I'm saying? So there's yeah. the people who are maybe seeing that like 1% of individuals who are the loudest, yeah. the most outspoken or highlighted mm. about like, Oh yeah, I'm out here doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. Right. When they're actually probably not even like in that particular, they're not even really doing part it. of that culture. <laughs> right. Right. And making it seem, making it seem as if for something that's like, or at least glorifying it in a way that makes it seem like very pleasant and pleasurable mm. when it's not. So I think it's just getting, like I was highlighting like the people who are actually in that. That's in, a good point. With, with, in terms of like voices and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. On, on all ends too, right? Even with the whole tr- hustle culture example. Yeah. Like, you know, like actually speaking to people who live that and doing it consistently and right. then telling you like yo like i remember actually i just talked to somebody not too long ago who had this amazing job as a salesman making like i don't know three hundred thousand like mm. per year off commission or whatever but was absolutely miserable mentally mm. with his family yeah emotionally you know like but working all the time right you know what i mean 70 80 right. hours 70 80 hours a week right you know so the people who are actually in it i feel like are the aren't the ones necessarily promoting it that makes sense right that makes so sense. changing the narrative of that is you know giving the other voices that that recognition or highlighting that mm. more than anything that's important that's important and i think that's even bigger now with social media i feel like i see a lot of i don't mean to take this conversation like left field but you see a lot of people like trying to capitalize or like monetize off stuff like that you know what i mean especially like you see like people um and like the music industry, like that's all they're talking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're talking about a life they're not living and they're doing it to capitalize off of it and get popular off of it and get money off of it and selling a false narrative that they're not even in. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now yeah. you're tricking these people and now they're thinking it's fun when you're not even in it. So it's like, yeah, that's definitely important. Just getting getting eyes on the, the people that are actually living it for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, even bring, like bringing that back, I think it's about the proper presentation like of God and what this walk looks like yeah. holistically mm-hmm. of having different voices of people that are highlighted that may have not necessarily had that, you know, mm-hmm. very dramatized, not in that way, like they dramatize it, but you know, just more like elaborate right. past right. or whatever. And also highlighting individuals that God like had kept. Right. And, may have just had like a different experience mm-hmm. you know and so i think going back to the presentation of it and highlighting different voices like we were just mentioning with those examples mm-hmm. it's the same it's it's the same in that sense of like okay like let's not put god in this particular box mm-hmm. right so people you know what i mean like we did like growing up with the perception of like oh it can only look like this right right so it's highlighting different individuals that may have a different testimony of like you know maybe growing up in a two-parent household mm-hmm. um and, you know, having, like, you know, an elementary, middle, and high school, like, uh, span of their life that was very much positive yeah. and reinforces the belief that, yo, there is hope and God mm. can give you, like, peace, yep. prosperity, yep. And, and joy in mm-hmm. these different situations and just in life in general. So I think that that's a part of that conversation as well of, mm-hmm. like, just presenting presenting God in a holistic way that, yo, there's different points of context where you can meet him at yeah. and find him in the valley or the mountaintop. And it's not mutually exclusive in any way. Mm, I like that. For a fact. They ba- I think they balance each other very well if they're, if they're both used, at, you know, equally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like people in the valley need to see 
that he shows up on the mountain as well and vice versa so mm. it's like so they, ba- they balance out each other very well if they're if they're both represented like that's they fire. need to be yeah so that's why we need more people like you know what I'm saying like us which i think is good that god got us out of that mindset of like we don't have testimonies and they're not important to like go up and like to tell people like and not be afraid of it like yo no i don't i don't have a crazy you know this that and the other so yeah people stepping up and yeah. talking about and not it. to say that we haven't gone through anything at all right also disclaimer that we're gone through anything or we're better I than the next person or christian because yeah, of whatever but it's just the reality of we like what our life looked like you know what i mean yeah. like we definitely had things that we went through but it wasn't necessarily what it may have been for other people right, thing. right 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 and that's for every individual person too like your your story matters it matters point blank period and your testament is still proof yeah regardless of what it looks like mm. Mm. Proof it's, is proof. It's still proof. It's still proof, bro. Is that the I don't know. Is that the title? Mm. Dude, we didn't have one, so that's the title. Y'all, we didn't have a title for this. <laughs> it's still proof. It's still proof. Hmm. Think that works? I, I like, like that. that flows. No, well. I like that. I like it's that. Still proof. It's still proof. It, your testimony is still proof, regardless yeah. of what it looks like. That's yeah. at the end of the day. That's the, that's what sums it all up mm. for a fact. He'll use it all. Mm. I like that. He'll, you got anything else for the people? I think that's it, bro. Nothing else, no gems. Mm. Closing remarks. No, I think that's it, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> what? But no, yeah. Um, your testimony is still proof. And he's gonna use every little part of your story, right? When we talked even when we talked about in uh Why Not was it Why Not You? Wait, what was the title of that episode? Why not be you? Why not be you? Mm. He's gonna use every integral detail and part of what you've been through and what you've gone through in your life up until this point for his glory no matter what that looks like no matter how small or like limit like minuscule it looks to you it's a big deal mm. and that's it it's still proof it's still proof <laughs> it's still proof. i promise you it is so look man we appreciate y'all come back we'll be here you know same time next week yeah, you know what it is. we'll be, be live yeah. next week hey. wednesday 8 p.m Eastern. Yeah. tap in IG Live, we're going to be there, man. Love to see y'all there. We appreciate y'all for tuning in for another week. Y'all know what it is. Stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.